2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. This is Jay Zawoski with Mario Terabasi and Greg Boyson. We are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to two thousand uh, dollars. It's been it's been a minute
1: since we were all together uh, back in the city for for practice this morning and for the uh, the media luncheon that uh, that we had with the business business department with the Blackhawks, which was a lot of fun to, uh, to talk with them and get some information on the, uh, the season tickets and everything. Um, that's something that, you know, obviously we'll, uh, we'll get into in today's show. Um, saw a little bit of uh, Lucas Reichel out on the, uh, the practice rink. And, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that he's back. Interesting to see what the, the plan is going to be for him. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those off days where the Blackhawks are kind of just handing us something to talk about, which is, uh, which is nice to have. Yeah, it's
2: always yeah. awesome when
1: they
0: give us content.
2: Just like yesterday.
0: Yes. I loved it. That was great. Yes. If you can't get the content on the ice, give us, feed it to us. Literally feed it to us like they did today. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Lucas Reichel fever day. Uh, lots of people at the uh, Fifth Third Arena today. Lots of cameras. Um, I, I'm guessing maybe they were out there for a trial run before baseball opening day, making sure all the equipment works. But yeah. Uh, you know, it was fun to see a little excitement at practice. People paying attention to a Blackhawks practice in April, the morning after they were officially eliminated to from the playoffs. RIP, playoff yeah. hopes. It's been fun. Uh, see you next year. But uh, yeah, good. Uh, some lots of interesting stuff to come out of today's uh, trip to the West Loop.
2: Yeah, why don't we start with uh, Lucas Reichel? who uh, was called up yesterday, joined the team for practice today, taking line rushes mostly with Taves and Doc. We saw him uh, with some other partners on some other drills. We also saw at one point on a drill, Reichel at center and Taves on right wing. I don't think that's going to last, um, but it's interesting. We have some audio from Derek King today sort of detailing the plan for Lucas Reichel. So why don't we fire that up and then react on the other side?
3: He's going to see some ice time.
2: I think it's great.
3: I think they've been did a great job being patient with him, like we've talked about, and now we'll give him give him some reps and uh, see how he is. I'm not sure. I haven't talked gotten that far with Kyle. Just that he's here, we'll play him, uh, putting him in different situations, uh, different lines. We'll try him on the wing with uh, Taser and Docker. I think that might work, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, Rikes is he's a pretty special player. Docker's been building up on playing both ends of the uh, the rink. And then, you know, obviously Taser you will know, play a thousand games by being lucky. He's I mean, a, a great hockey player. So I think the three of them can help each other. Um, Rikes being on the wing, maybe help his game, not worrying about playing down low with the big guys. And, uh, you know, he's still a kid. He's thin, he's light. So until he puts a little meat on and, Maybe I'll get them down to Florida with me for the summer and feed them, get them uh, bulked up a little bit. But I just, I like the whole dynamic of all three different type, types of players and they'll help each other. Yeah, they're on a, yeah, that's, I'm not sure what they're going to do, to be honest with you. Um, you know, hopefully we have them here and we can see them for a little bit longer. But, uh, Again, that's their decision from up top. That's not mine. Yeah, I, I, it'll be fine. I think that's. I think it's harder the other way. Like you grab a winger and stick them at center and tell them to go, you know, defend like that. They're so used to just going up and down the board. So this will be fine for him. You know, with his uh, skill, his speed,
2: uh,
3: it'll work out for him. And if it doesn't, then I'll switch it around. You know, I'm not afraid to do that either.
2: That was Derek King from today's practice um, talking about Lucas Reichel, and you know, I think a lot of us want to see what he can do at center at the NHL level, but you can tell. The organization knows that's where his future is, um, but at the moment, you don't want to take Dylan Strom off that top line. The chemistry is there. Taves um, has been playing better. He's going to be a center all the time. Um, I wouldn't have a problem at some point if they put Reichel on the second line, move Taves down one, but it sounds like Derek King is open minded. And this is the plan for now. And it could change at any moment. That's, I mean, look, that's the way a coach should coach, right? You shouldn't just be sitting your ways and say, no, he's playing right wing with Jonathan Taves and Kirby Dock, and that's it. No, let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. And, uh, but the plan for now is to start a wing. And some of the things he said about him not really having the size yet to play center you can see it and it's easier to go from wing to center than vice versa. So I am um, yeah. I just want to see him play, man. That's it. That's all I want to see.
1: Yeah. I think in the, in the little sample size he's had so far, like he hasn't looked out of place, but he also hasn't really jumped off the page as like, Oh my God, this kid's a star right out of the gate. Like, right. I, th- I think he's, you know, there's still an adjustment period, obviously only getting five games at the NHL level. It's a hard to develop that. Like, chemistry you need to really you know hit the ground running and um you know, he's been doing very well at the ahl level this season i think he's just like a few points behind the uh uh ice hogs rookie record for both goals and points in a, in a in a rookie season so he's he's been doing just fine down there um what's interesting i think is you know until we have a uh, an idea from un, until Derek king has an idea of what the plan is for, for Reichel from Kyle Davidson. He's just in the mindset of I'm going to play him as long as he's on the, on the roster. And I think that that's fine. Um, You know, the, the idea of burning the first year of his entry level contract is, is obviously um, a talking point, but I think at this point uh, in time, there's benefit to playing him in the NHL. There's benefit to keeping his, his, uh, first year and allowing it to slide. I, I don't think you have a wrong or a right answer at this point. I think what's, what's interesting is that the next four games are the last four he could play in the NHL or he has four more. He could play in the NHL before burning the, the contract. The next four games for the Blackhawks are all at home. Um, I would think it's kind of, I would think it's lining up to he plays those four games, goes back to Rockford for the rest of the season and he's a rookie again next year.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the right move to make. I don't think, I mean, if this kid was scoring two points a night, then okay, you'd be a little more comfortable with uh, burning that, that first year of this contract. But at this point, what I don't see a whole a major need to do that. Uh, keep that extra year of, of control if you can. I mean, there, this isn't a team that's two points out of a wild card spot that needs that offensive push. Let them play his four games here at home. I like what they're doing. This seems like this is a, a new regime who has learned f- from the mistakes of past regimes and don't want to repeat them, and that is very, very refreshing. We get all the time Twitter comments here on the show Stan Bowman, Stan Bowman. We hate Stan Bowman. We get it. Stan Bowman's gone. He's gone. gone. We 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 can we can throw dirt on his Blackhawks grave. He's gone. This Kyle Davidson it looks, at least to me it appears that with, with Lucas Reichel, he's he's taking the anti-Kirby Doc approach, doing the exact opposite. We're gonna take our time with this kid. He's gonna play in the AHL, where he's been the number one center the whole year. They're their top offensive producer. It's not even close. It's it's Lucas Reichel, and then it's everybody else, not even on the screen. Um, but when you get him here, you're giving him small doses, and playing him on the wing is I think is a really good move. Like confidence we've talked about it with Kirby Doc. Confidence is so huge when it comes to a young player. And when a young player has to think on the ice, that's usually when he gets himself in trouble. So put him on the wing with, with Jonathan Taves at center, let him take care of all that responsibility. Just let him go out and play instinctual hockey. That's all you want out of your own. Get that confidence going. I really like the line putting him with doc and uh, Taves. I think we should call this the daddy daycare line for Jonathan <laughs> Taves, taking care of the two kids. T-shirt. But I think it, I think it's good. It's 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 good. And as he said, as Derek King said this morning, they can help each other out. You got three guys who can be centermen, can think like centermen on the ice. Um, you know, Kirby Doc has been improved lately. We've given him a lot of criticism, and you know, we. But he has played better, and he's. You could see on the ice. He's he's played better. He's played better defensively, and I don't think that has. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's played better when they've taken him out of the middle of the ice. I think those two things go hand in hand. So um, I like what they're doing right now. And the more patience with Lucas Reichel, the better as far as I'm concerned, because it makes no sense to really try and push things at this point, this season. So give him another taste, give him his little reward get him back to Rockford so hopefully they can make some noise in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I I think burning the year would be a mistake. I think that that is a wrong answer. Um, And as much as the fan in me wants to see Lucas Reichel play every night. And that's exciting to me. um, This team is, there's nothing to achieve this year from him. Now, look, if he, if on this recall, he starts tearing things up. Right. And does not allow you to send him down. Then you reconsider. But I think the plan has to be, he plays for, He's back in Rockford because we've been talking about, as we were discussing the Vlasic Gustafson Murphy thing, the importance of Rockford making the playoffs. And Derek King said that himself. Now, Rockford's in really good. They haven't just exactly clinched just yet, but they're in really good shape to make the playoffs. So they're less probably like we have to focus on this. It's probably very close to a done deal. So it's a little bit less important, but burning that first year, I think would be a mistake unless he just is so good and so ready that you can't send him down. And and there's nothing we've seen from him so far in his recalls this year that tells me all of a sudden now he's going to be a totally different guy. He wasn't bad by any stretch, but he wasn't the second coming of Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves when he stepped onto the ice, which is fine. That's not normal, right? Right. It's not typical that he joins the NHL as an immediate star. That is the exception, not the rule. Um, So I want to see what he's got in these four games and then send him back down and expect him to be your number two or number three or number one center entering next season? Yeah, I, I, I think,
1: you know, they're, they're taking a, like, like Greg said, like they're taking a complete opposite approach to how they, how they handled Kirby Dock at the beginning of his career because, you know, he, he, they, they, they brought him in thinking that, you know, he would be able to handle the NHL right away, you know, third overall pick. He's a big kid, like should, should be able to handle everything. And, you know, in that rookie year, he, he showed flashes of, um, you know, that, that skill and that, you know, that comfort level at the NHL level, which was great. And I think a lot of people were, you know, really excited to see that out of, out of Doc in his rookie year. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about it before the injuries, the the lack of confidence, the expectation started to weigh on him. And now you're kind of building Doc back up from this low point in his early on in his young career, the Blackhawks don't <laughs> they don't want to have another another broken first round pick on their roster again. So they're taking they're taking a slow much slower approach with Lucas Reichel, which is um, you know as as we're learning from Kirby Doc's experience, um, the better approach. Uh, a lot of like a lot of you know the the the, the conversation around Doc now is. You know, he was rushed and now expectations were too high and all this stuff. And it's, you know, we were talking about it before the show. It's just like, to me, this really just feels like a lot of revisionist history because when Doc first came to the team and was, was healthy, you know, he had a, his, his rehab st- or his conditioning stint with the ice hogs and then was brought up to the NHL level. Everyone was really excited. There were a few fans that were like, oh, he's, he's young. He probably should, he probably should go back to junior. Like I get it. Um, but like the majority of fans were like up in arms for, for doc to be here, you know, young kid, uh, playing, playing significant minutes and showing those flashes as a rookie. It was, it was like, wow, like this, this kid definitely has something at the NHL level. Like we should be able to, you know, get excited about him and, and, and see what he can do. Um, so it's, it's interesting seeing all the people being like, Oh, well, we all knew he was going to be rushed. Like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah. The, the majority of of, of the Blackhawk of Blackhawks fans were excited for Doc, and now I think because he he hasn't turned into a Jonathan Taze immediately, um, you know the expectations have have weighed on him. But I mean, Derek King spoke about um, Doc and his frustration level and how things kind of have been
2: developing. Let's give a listen to Derek King from Tuesday's practice. He talked about young players and their frustration and singled out Kirby Doc when he did so.
3: It's an emotional game, and I get it. uh, You just don't like to see it all the time. I mean, sometimes a guy is going to get upset, break his stick on the bench or slam a door, but you can't do it after. Maybe a mistake you made or a bad shift or you missed a goal or you did something. So um, I haven't seen it. It's been a lot better. And uh, the one guy who has improved a lot is Doc. And that's just, you know wants to be the best player on the ice all the time. And it's frustrating to him why he's not. It's something you just got to build. It'll come. You just got to be a marathon, not a
2: sprint. That's, that's really good stuff from Derek King. And I, I, you know, um, this is, think about this, like the first time in Kirby doc's life, he didn't have to step on the ice and just destroy everyone around him with his skill and his speed and his size. Right. So that's when we talk about the development process that's a lot of it is adjusting to playing with skilled players like yourself. Like, you know, you think about the valedictorian of your high school. Well, they, they end up going to Harvard or Yale and they're just one in the crowd all of a sudden. And that's an adjustment. It's the same thing in sports. The And Reichel talked about it today when he basically said the, the biggest adjustment is all the players here are much better and faster and bigger. And that's the biggest adjustment is catching up to the speed of the game. I spoke to a Hawk source uh, this week and, and, Asked about doc and, and I got a response I wasn't expecting. The organization is not overly concerned with his development. They still think he's going to be a very good player. There is an acknowledgement that he was probably rushed by the former regime. Um, and they've got a little catching up to do in that regard. But there's the, the organization from the from the folks I've spoken to have not lost faith in his ability to be a really good player. Um, so and Greg, you mentioned it earlier, and I think you're correct in saying so. His all-around game is much better. And I was watching him in drills today. Defensively, he's become pretty formidable. He knows what he's doing out there. He knows where to be. There was a point in practice, I don't know if you guys caught it, where a coach instructed him to do, was instructing the whole team to do something. And he said, no, 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 isn't it this? Like he corrected the coach on where the players were supposed to be positioned. And I, I believe Doc was correct in that moment. So a little thing, of course, but these are the little nuggets we get now that we're covering practices and it's great. You know, these little insights that we get to see that you don't get just watching games and and seeing them on TV and stuff. So um, I I've left, you know, over the last week or so, my doc positivity meter is pointed up. I feel better about him than I did seven to 10 days ago. I will say that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I can agree with that, and I, and I think that that big fish, little pond syndrome is a real thing. It it really <laughs> is. I I hear about it a lot. My years covering the AHL, Dylan Strom talked about it just the other day too. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, took a, a long while to to. And I think there's there's a lot to be said when a kid goes from being a star on his junior team or college team, and then he gets to this level, and instead of being, hey, you're our superstar go out and do superstar things hey now you gotta earn eight nine minutes a night you gotta show us what you got and if you don't do you know you don't do what is required you're not gonna play you know it was a given at, at in Juniors for Kirby Doc that he was gonna play 20 minutes a night whatever it was he was gonna be top line center top line power play now you gotta earn it and when I think that's a major adjustment for a lot of young a uh, lot of young players to come from being the guy to being a guy that's a a hard adjustment to make it's real and very few guys can make that transition and keep that soup two- and that's why they're the generational talents that's why they're the Sidney crosby's and the patrick canes and the connor mcdavids they're the once a draft type of player the rest of the professionals have to learn what it is to be a professional and some guys take longer than others kirby doc seems to be kind of grasping that and getting that. And, you know, it, it's good to see this is what you want to see out of him. You want to see him finish his last month of the season on a high note so we could take that momentum in the off-season workouts and focus on what he needs to do to get better. So when training camp rolls around, maybe he's that guy we were hoping he was going to be at the start of this season, and we'll take it from there.
2: Reminder, if you've got a question, make sure you throw it in the YouTube chat, and we'll do our best to address it. Uh, We like the fact that you're here with us live or if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. But the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and make sure you use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. You can see I'm wearing mine right now. It just came today. Put it on right out of the bag. Awesome. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions on this at all, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can always boost your Live Same Game Parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can download the PointsBet app right now from your couch from your chair, from your elliptical, whatever you're doing, and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. It, it's funny, fellas. It feels like as the season winds down here, um, Kirby Doc is the has been a, a big focus for us during these shows. And, and it, I think it's telling because the Blackhawks rebuild really hinges on his development. If he becomes a 50, 60 point guy, the the rebuild is accelerated, right? Because you're, you're hopefully still going to have to bring it. You're still gonna have some pretty good players here. You've got Reichel who you feel really good about at this point. And if, if doc pans out to be what they thought he was, or maybe just a notch below, you're still in pretty good pretty good shape rebuild wise and and probably ahead of the curve of most teams
1: yeah the if, if doc is able to hit his ceiling along with some of these other players and especially you know with with rockford and and the blue line that they have now if a handful of those guys can can develop and hit their ceilings as well with the Blackhawks you have a pretty good amount of of young players that can can come up and and make uh a positive impact in the next two, three seasons, which is the best case scenario for the rebuild for sure. But yeah, if, if you don't have, if you don't have anything that you were expecting to have from, from doc, then your top forward, young forward, outside of Alex DeBrincat, who's already been in the NHL five years is Lucas Reichel. Whose ceiling is kind of similar to doc where like he can, he can be a very good, like middle six, upper, uh, you know, top six player, but I don't have the expectation that Lucas Reichel is going to be the the key cog to the forwards group in the in the rebuild of the Blackhawks. Um, he can be an important part, but I, if he ends up being another like Jonathan esque type player, or if Doc ever turns into that, then you 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 struck gold for sure. But I don't I don't
2: I don't go into the next couple of seasons expecting that out of either of them. What about um, points wise? Because I think a, a lot of what makes Jonathan Taves so special is the um, his two the other, game. well, the two way game and the leadership and all the intangibles that he brings. But points wise, he's had one season where he was a point per game player, right? Yeah. And and for the rest of his career, he's been seventies, sixties in points. If you got two guys like that production wise, you can live with that. You can live with two really good second line centers. And maybe you don't have that franchise guy, but if the Brinkett keeps trajecting, is that a word? Trajecting? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. I just made it one, damn it. Um, if he's becomes a perennial 40, 50 goal guy, well, that's where your star player is, right? Yeah, it's a winger. It's not ideal. But if you got two really good centers that are sort of inter- interchangeable between the first and second line, you're in decent shape. I still, They still need to land a star player, but it be, th- but they don't need to land two or three to get to where they need to go. And I also think too, like we're trying to draw a map to the 2010, 13, 15 Blackhawks. Like, well, where's the next Duncan Keith? Where's the next Kane? Where's the next Chances are, that's not going to happen. And most teams that win the Stanley cup don't have three or four hall of famers playing on them at a time. That's why they won three and not just one. Right. So to contend, it's not going to take necessarily a recreation of the dynasty.
1: Yeah. I, I try not to get into point projections because there's just way too way too easily to get burned on that. You you can end up saying Dylan Secura is going to be a sixty point guy and then give it time. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if Doc can 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 be a guy who who puts up sixty points, fifty sixty points, and that's his, you know that that's his his ceiling. I'm fine with that. If Lucas Reichel can do the same, I'm also fine with that. If Kirby, if um, Alex DeBrinket is is going to get into the thirties and forties of goals per season. um, I'm also fine with that. Like if, if, if that all happens, I think there's other, there's other pieces yet to be brought into the team that can be either the superstar or, or fill in behind. And you have, you know, a solid team that can maybe instead of having to rely on one or two superstars, you have a team built off of a bunch of really good players and, you know, you know, you might not be. You know, you might not have a, an MVP candidate on your team, but if you have a bunch of like pretty decent players, you got a you got a good
2: shot at it. Got a comment here from Drive Secure Twenty Four Seven. He says Doc is a bit clumsy. Maybe he will grow into his size. Yes, I think that's something to look forward to as well. Got to remember how young this guy is. You know, jumps into the league at eighteen, and he's tall, but he's not filled out by any means. I mean, just look at. The the, diff- the body type, even if you want to go with Patrick Kane, from now until his rookie year, he's a different person. Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, all those guys entered skinny, mm. lean, and they grew into their bodies with NHL training regimens and full off-seasons, and, and that's another thing that Doc hasn't really had the benefit of. He's had off-season injuries he's had to overcome, whereas your average player who's healthy – would be working with trainers and building up their speed and strength and all those things. Doc is recovering an injury and yeah, you can still do, you know, bikes and you can skate a little bit, but it's not quite the same as the intense sort of training he would get in a typical off season. So let's hope he stays healthy for the remainder of this year and hits the off season running and, and add some weight and add some size. And he will just from natural growth. He's not done growing as a human (laughs) yet. And when he fills out that frame, Look out.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely positive. Another player that fits under that category we had a comment about, too, is, is Alex Vlasic. Uh, Derek King talked about him today as well a little bit. And, you know, he basically just said that. Like, he's got to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. And, you know, kind of interesting thing he said to him, he, he referenced back to his playing days and a former GM that used to tell him on the first day of training camp every year is to – be brought to the prom and it's what so he wants to tell a guy like Vlasic to where hey be the player you were that got you here don't get to the NHL and all of a sudden think you got to be somebody else you got to be Victor Hedman or Kale McCarr be Alex Vlasic you're here because you're Alex Vlasic so um you know I think the plan here with him is to kind of hold I think it ultimately depends on what Connor Murphy does or doesn't do here on out. If Connor Murphy comes back, then maybe you put Vlasic down to Rockford to play. But I think they're just going to kind of keep, you know, baby steps with him, which is fine. I mean, but I wouldn't mind getting him out there for, you know, double digit minutes in the game. I don't think that would kill him.
2: You know what? I'm glad you mentioned Murphy because it was something we were planning on getting to. Uh, Before the host news dropped on Tuesday, which seems like a lifetime ago. (laughs) That was yesterday. How the hell? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, the plan for Murphy where, you know, King said something along the lines of, well, we're not, if he feels like he can play, he's going to play. I don't know how to feel about that because your brain says, shut him down. The season's lost. There's no point in risking his health further. But there's also the reality of this guy's a veteran with pride. He's a leader on your team. He's working hard to get back. And you sh- if he feels healthy enough to play and he's cleared by the doctors, then he should be allowed to f- finish the season. I don't- Honestly, I know we're supposed to have like f- definitive opinions on these things. I don't know what the right answer is. I- Either way, I get it. I understand it. And I-, I see why a coach, especially an interim coach, wants to stay in the good graces of his veteran players and – Look, Connor Murphy is exactly that. He is a leader. He's been here a long time, even though it doesn't seem like it. He he really has, and five seasons. Yes, crazy. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. Where where is time? Is nothing. Yeah. Time is time is a figment of our imaginations. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I wonder where you guys fall on that. Like, should they just shut him down, or should they sort of let him make the call on his own?
0: I, I think if they were going to shut him down, they would have already and, yeah. and been like, hey you know, it's done. Um, So they're obviously leaving it up to him. And I think as being a veteran player, he's earned that right. Um, You know, we don't have to explain that hockey players are a different breed. You know, they, they, they they are, they are other plane than the rest of us. As far as competitive goes, Uh, Connor Murphy doesn't give a damn that his team isn't going to make the playoffs. His job is to go out and play hockey every night. And he's going to do it as long as he's capable of, of doing that. So, if he only the, only when it, the, that's the strange thing or I don't know if it's strange is the right word, but that's the unique thing about concussions is there's no MRI. There's no x-ray that a doctor can look at it and definitively go, OK, you're healthy, you're recovered, go play. Right. The only person that knows if if Connor Murphy is 100 percent is Connor Murphy. So you have to trust him. And if he comes back and says, hey, I'm good to go, I want to play. I think he's earning that right that you say, okay, go get him.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to your point Greg, where we you know, the concussions are are unique to to each one, to each person. You know, we saw Tyler Johnson and Connor Murphy. I if I memory serves me right, they both left the same game with concussions and Tyler Johnson's already back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's different for for each iteration of what happens and you know, I I think for Murphy, um, you know, the, the the points of, you know, being a leader, being a veteran you know, having pride and everything; those are all valid, and and pro- and definitely something that I'm sure he's considering. But I, I, I think, you know, the the Blackhawks. I think if they wanted to kind of step in and and save him from himself, they have the right to do that. But also, you know, Mur- Murphy, if he says he wants to play, you know, there's there's really no reason to not play him because you know he wants he wants to show that you know he's he's a leader for the team and he's going to be around and, and and everything like that and. Now, unless something drastic happens, he's going to be around for the next couple of seasons. Um, I think selfishly uh, for, for, for me and for, I think for, for us as, as, as fans, I think seeing Murphy put his health first would be good. And then also that opens the door for a player like Alex Vlasic to get more NHL minutes. Um, but if if Murphy comes back, it's easy then to, from a roster standpoint, say, okay, Murphy's back. Vlasic now goes to Rockford. And he can, you know, have an opportunity to get some minutes down there as well, or at least be around games that matter. Um, so I, I, you know, I think with with Murphy, if if he wants to go um, and he feels like he can, that's his decision. Um, if the Blackhawks want to go the route of kind of protecting him for the rest of the you know the season, where it really just doesn't matter, really wins and losses uh, from a wins and losses standpoint, I don't have an issue with them you know, saying like, Hey, you're, you're just, you're just going to be be done these last, you know, couple of weeks.
2: Real quick on Vlasic before we get to uh, Greg, tonas telling us about Strava coffee, which is always my favorite part of the show. Uh, the same source I spoke to about doc had some insight on the Vlasic thing. And while this isn't clear, there are situations where in the negotiation with the agents, there's an agreement that the player will finish the, the finish the, his first year in the NHL. I don't know if that's the case with Vlasic, but it might be. It might be part of the deal for him to sign and say, okay, you can sign him now. He finishes the season in Chicago. That's part of the deal. But the source tells me he's almost certain that Vlasic will spend next year in Rockford. Maybe he comes up, but he'll start the year in Rockford for sure. So um, just something to consider, something to keep in the back of your minds. Sometimes it's not as cut and dry as he should be here or he should be in Rockford. Sometimes there's a stipulation saying, The agreement was he stays here until the NHL season's over. So that might be the case with Vlasic. I don't know, just to be clear. I don't know if it is or not, but something to consider as we, uh, as our, as our conversation and that topic continues.
1: Well, and it was interesting to see that he, he left Boston kind of early. Cause I think a lot of people expected that he would play one more college season before signing his pro deal, because probably would have better served him theoretically to play that extra year. But again, maybe, you know, behind the scenes, there's some, you know, there's some negotiating going on where he's like, Hey, if, you know, if I, if, if there's no place for me in Chicago soon, you know, maybe he, maybe he might've said like, I I might play out my college career and then hit free agency. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, if, if, if he sticks around it, it, he's not in a situation like Reichel where you have to worry about burning his first year, it's burnt. Doesn't matter. So right. if he's here or if he's in Rockford, it, it it doesn't matter from that standpoint. So yeah, I mean that 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 could be something to uh, keep in mind.
0: All right. Well, no matter if you're in Chicago or if you're in Rockford, you can start your day with a competitive edge by drinking our favorite brand of coffee here at CHGO. That's Strava CBD coffee, and it's a game changer. That's right. You heard it right. Coffee and hemp together. I swear every time I open that that bag and make my, my pot of coffee every morning, I hear the, the choir from above singing. that's how good this stuff is. It I'm is in, literally – I drink it every morning now since since they delivered their great product today. I love it. It's a great cup of coffee. It tastes great, uh, and it helps thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers – that delicious fresh roasted coffee that you love to drink every morning, but is infused with organic broad spectrum CBD CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer you real benefits that can help you. You're going to feel alert and focused without the jitters. You're going to live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. I'm sold. Those are the few, those are the things I need to get rid of every morning is that anxiety (laughs) and those aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine, can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And you know what? That's not even the best part. The best part is that Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, batch, it's fresh, and it's shipped right to your door. You don't have to go to the store and buy it. They'll bring it to you. They also offer concentrated full-spectrum CBD for those looking for more more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage of effect entourage effect of benefits i always screw up that part cgo listeners can, have, can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order over at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S-T-R-A-V-A CraftCoffee.com. When you use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout, and if you already love Strava, because you probably should, but you know we've been talking about it for weeks now, you can also subscribe and save with the strava coffee club with strava you're in control you can save on your favorite coffees have them automatically delivered to your home or office at your convenience it doesn't get any easier than that drink your strava coffee it's good for you trust me i love it
2: mine's on the way i cannot wait i will drink it down quickly can i love coffee and i'm a big fan of all things cbd So, yeah, waiting for my Strava to arrive should be any day. Uh, Before we get to uh, the other news of the day, we had a chance to talk to the Blackhawks Brass about their new uh, season ticket membership program. We got a question here in the chat from Sam. He says, is there any chance Marion Hossa stays in Chicago in a role with the team? Do they retire his number? If you missed yesterday's podcast, that is the entire topic of the entire show. So if you missed Tuesday's podcast, go back on your preferred podcast app, And give it a listen. We are available anywhere you get podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast. I remember the name this time, Pocket Cast. Stitcher. If if it's got podcasts, it's got CHGO Blackhawks. So go back and listen to past episodes. They still hold up. If
0: you watch it on YouTube, you can see Mario Chug.
2: Yes. Mario (laughs) (laughs) Chug's athletic greens in the last episode as well. You can always go back and watch past episodes on YouTube as well. But wherever you do, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button. If you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review. Those are incredibly helpful. We would love you if you did that. All right, fellas. So, today we met with Jamie Faulkner, the oh, Black Did Austin you want to Johnson. answer the host host's question? No, he's got to go back and listen. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I but, but, but oh, I will story say short. Y- yes, we believe both yes yes. yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. And
1: he we we did learn today he is throwing out the first pitch on Friday at Wrigley Field. So, outside of his, you know, one-day retirement tomorrow, Well, uh, he'll he'll be around in the city for another day.
2: Rest so. in peace, Wilson Contreras. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. He's going to throw a ball right through his soul. Well, that means score. for those of you
0: who have tickets for Friday's Cubs game, it's going to be a beautiful sunny day because the oh, sun is sure. always out when Marion Hosa is involved. We've already established that. He's about. like
2: that, the opposite of Pigpen. Yes. right. Like <laughs> where the dirt cloud follows him, the sun follows Hosa. Yeah.
0: Yes yeah
2: but uh, no one else will be warm
0: (laughs) the pitching mound will have a brave (laughs) sunlight and everybody else will be miserable what's that palm
2: tree coming from a single beam of sunlight yeah (laughs) all right so today we got to meet with jamie faulkner president of business operations and jamie spencer executive vice president of revenue that's a title my (laughs) friends and they updated us on the Blackhawks' new season ticket membership program so if you're a season ticket holder, you probably got an email today. Make sure you check it out if you've not. Um, what the message was that they are taking in what the fans tell them and they're applying it as best they can, right? They're they're getting the feedback. Just as Greg talked about Kyle Davidson having to clean up Stan Bowman's mess, Jamie Faulkner and company have to clean up. I don't know if it's a mess, but they got to tweak what the previous regime created. And remember everything that they're
1: doing is cleanup control.
2: Yes. And the Blackhawks current ticket prices are based on a really good team. That was a really hot ticket. Nothing had changed. And the Hawks realized they had to make some changes. So, um, from where we were sitting, it sounded okay, cool. Like cheaper tickets for the vast majority of people, a lot of perks, a lot of things to enhance the game day experience. Um, but we've seen some season ticket holders online that are not satisfied with what the Hawks are offering here. I think it's interesting.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest problem that a lot of people uh, who have, you know, problems with season ticket, it's, it's, n- it's no secret that in the last few seasons season ticket holders have probably started losing money on being se- season ticket holders, where in previous seasons they would make money on being season ticket holders. Um, so it's, It's this, this kind of shift in their ticket plan is a few years too late, given what we've seen on the ice, uh, you know, ticket prices were going up as the team's performance was going down. So that's the, that's the issue that this new, uh, front office regime is trying to fix is like, okay, we probably should not have been doing that. It clearly was not worth, you know, the, the price of admission, what you were going in and seeing each night. Um, but I, I think what they're trying to do is a good first step. And they, they did allude to that. This is kind of like the first of a couple of steps in their revamping of the, the season ticket prices, single or season ticket, um, packages, uh, single game tickets, how how they're going to handle that. Um, the biggest takeaway for me regarding price was that 93% of all seats in the building were either going to stay the same or see a decrease and it's actually 84 percent of all seats in the building are seeing a ticket price decrease and i believe and i hope i'm not miss speaking here i believe that is for both season ticket packages and for single game tickets i i, I think i heard that right i don't know if you guys heard anything different I think, but...
2: yeah i believe so
1: yeah so so The majority of tickets for Hawks games going into next season are going to be cheaper, and some are seeing as significant of a change up to 20% in ticket price. So um, I think that in and of itself is good. Everything surrounding this, obviously, there's a lot of um, angst about it.
2: So I have one comment here from a a Twitter uh, user. His name is Bob. He says, they're dropping my lower-level seats only $5. They think that by giving us food and merchandise discounts that that's going to cut it.